You're a little older and a lot wiser. The future is yours. Define aging on your own terms. Welcome to AARP Without Limits with your host, Mike Olander. Hello. Happy New Year and welcome. This is AARP Without Limits, WPTF Talk Radio, disrupting aging with the power of 50,000 watts and our podcast available anytime on demand. I'm your host, Mike Olander of AARP North Carolina, and on behalf of our 1.1 million AARP members here in the Tar Heel State, I want to wish you all a very happy new year. It is a time for new beginnings, and that is also true for AARP North Carolina. Our new volunteer state president, Helen Mack, is taking the helm, and uh, we will be speaking with her today about volunteerism, her years as an educator, and how she is bringing that to the AARP North Carolina Executive Council. But first, ladies and gentlemen, as always, my partner in crime and esteemed production engineer here, Mr. Jason Kong. Jason, how are you, sir? I'm wonderful, Mike. It's great to see you. You too. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So we, we have made it. We have survived. We <laughs> Survival <laughs> is a good word. Through the holidays, into the new year, the first weekend here of 2013. Well, I guess that's technically... Yeah. 20, 2023. Don't, don't put us back Did in I time. Did I say 22? To, you said 2013. Oh, oh my gosh. Where am I here? <laughs> Must be thinking about when I moved to the wonderful Tar Heel State here, 2013. Um, <laughs> anyway, I got to ask a top question on my mind. How were your holidays? It was wonderful. Uh, you know, I've got a, a six-year-old and a two-year-old, so... They keep us on our toes, but they make things a lot of fun. So there, there was a lot of uh, merriment in the Kong household over the holidays. Wonderful. Hopefully no disappointed children with respect to Christmas presents. No, no, treats. no. But now, you know, we go to that phase where I no longer have the uh, the threat of Santa to keep them in line. You know, you say, hey, you know, Santa's watching. Well, I guess we can still use that now. But mm-hmm. the, uh, that being another 12 months away doesn't really hold as, as high a, a leverage as it did a few weeks ago. That's right. You know, I forgot about that. My kids are a little older and I haven't been able to use that as leverage and I forgot about the joy of having that tool being like, Santa's watching, you know, do you really want to do that? Are you really going to talk to your father like that? Um, so we are in the new, and, and um, my my uh, experience uh, during the holidays was, was really enjoyable. As we were talking right before we went on air, I had the opportunity to uh, go with my kids to Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, which was absolutely amazing. And just uh, full disclosure here, ARP has no affiliation with Universal, <laughs> but I have to say here unofficially, we had quite a time. I had high expectations. I knew very little about what the experience there would be like. I just heard it was great things. You know, for years you hear, oh, this is great. You got to see this and these rides and on and on and on. And you're like, well, it's not like, I mean, they do have some thrill rides, big roller coasters, but a lot of these, you know, so-called 4D experiences and rides. And I thought, I wonder what this is going to be like and what my kids are going to think about it. I was blown away at just how realistic and fun these things were, Jason. Just, and you gave, you did say you're going to have a great time when I, when, you, when I told you about it before. But wow, I really was blown away. Yeah, sure. Orlando's my hometown, and I've spent a lot of time. It's really hard to find, especially one of the bigger theme parks, to have a bad experience with anything because so much detail and care is put into every aspect of it. So I'm glad you had a wonderful time. Every aspect. And even though you hear about wait times for rides, 
Um, and most people think they're like, oh my God, you're waiting two hours for a ride? That's like hell, right? Um, but they think through everything there. When you're waiting, you're not just like waiting in a line baking in the sun. They've got all sorts of things going on around you, especially when you get into the Harry Potter world there, um, which I don't know much about. I've learned a bit about since going there. But uh, the detail, um, the experience, that I mean, the amount of money that they put into these things, the talking oil paintings on the walls and just all of this stuff, the decor, you know, I'm literally touching stuff and going, oh, my God, this is real. Like somebody really built this. This isn't a facade um, in, in, in most cases. They actually really did all this. So um, really, really wonderful experience. Um, so we came into the the new year, um, you know, wrapping up Christmas. We went there a couple days after Christmas and we were there five days, four nights, um, which was which was great. Kids were already asking, when are we going back? And I'm going, well, let me, <laughs> let me pay some bills and uh, restart that uh, vacation savings fund again and uh, we will revisit it. But um, the other thing about New Year's and holidays, of course, Jason, is New Year's resolutions. And um, one of the things I want to ask you about, any New Year's resolutions for you? Are you one of those who play that game i do you know it's pretty much the standards of exercise more diet financial goals that sort of thing so mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, I do make it a point to make a few resolutions and do my best to keep them oh, well good for you i don't um i'm kind of a year-round guy um and that <laughs> that i guess i kind of put these in place um throughout the year in different ways um and interested to hear this studio or those of you listening to us now um please send us your new year's resolution it'd be really interesting to hear and possibly share them on the air aarp without limits at aarp.org you can send me an email be delighted to share them um I asked that because I was looking at a Good Housekeeping, mag Good Housekeeping magazine, right? Um, and they have, check this out, a top 65, a list of top 65 New Year's resolutions. 65, wow. Yeah, I don't know why they picked that. But for us, it's great. 65 is a year, you know, people get on Medicare and, 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 and so forth. So I'm like, oh, I like that number. Um, number 25 on that list is volunteer. Volunteer as a New Year's resolution, which I absolutely love because ARP has been around for more than 60 years, um, which is a very successful track record compared to most organizations and businesses that are out there. We would not have existed a fraction of that had it not been for our volunteers. Most of the work, the vast majority of the work that ARP does at the community level is done by volunteers, uh, such as our guest for today. And um, I have to say, our, our next guest is not only the new ARP state president for the next couple of years, ARP North Carolina state president, but um, she's also a friend um, and somebody with whom I have worked uh, closely in, on different things and have just had a, a, always a great connection with. And that is Helen Mack, aka Mack. So Mack, thanks so much for being with us. Hi, good to be here. And I'm wondering what the age level was of the people who answered that survey, because people my age put volunteering way at the top of their list of resolutions. Yeah, my guess is that this was a, um, a very uh, broad um, um, 
a selection of uh, of participants here. I guess well, that's good good housekeeping magazine what they use to to um, to solicit this feedback. Mac, I'm not sure where to start. I've known you for just about ten years now. We started in Charlotte when I moved down there. Um, and you've worn many hats at ARP just during the time that I've known you. And now you're serving as our state president here in ARP North Carolina. But let's step back with and start with the basics. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, um, just who you are? Well, what I am is a woman with a head of gray hair that now has a purple streak in it to protest the disrupting aging piece of life. Uh, I also was born in Pennsylvania in the mountains and spent a lot of time out in nature. I've always enjoyed hiking and camping and just being outside. It just gives me back a lot of energy. I left Pennsylvania for New York when I started a teaching career. And then we moved down to North Carolina and I went into administration and education and not too many years ago, I decided to take early retirement. I had become a principal and was thinking about what is it I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I decided on an encore career of being a gerontological counselor. And that's how I wound up getting connected to AARP. I see. And so making that leap leap from discovering ARP through that work in that field, how did you how did you jump onto volunteering? What was your do you remember what your first experience of volunteering with AARP was? Yeah, and I don't think I discovered AARP. AARP came after me. Mm. I was taking a, doing an internship here at the Area Agency on Aging, and one of the classes I had seen was powerful tools for caregiving. And I said, I want, I want to take that class. I want to be able to work with caregivers. I'm going to teach that class eventually. And they said, yeah, well, you have to go down to Raleigh to do that. And I live in Winston-Salem. So I tooled on down to Raleigh. And as I walked into the AARP office where they were doing the training, they said, who is your sponsor? And I thought, sponsor? I'm not at AA. I'm at AARP. <laughs> Why do I need a sponsor? And they said, it, it's okay. We're going to be your sponsor. And I should have known then <laughs> that something was up. That was the beginning. And then I started working as one of the health people who did lots and lots of workshops. And so it really was a matter of the people in the Raleigh office saying, this one is interested in aging. She's obviously getting a degree in counseling around aging. We want to have her as part of us. So I walked into AARP, and when they did, when I did, it really was a turning point for me because it's meant a lot of interesting experiences, and it's given me a really good perspective on the value of volunteering. Well, I'm going to ask you a lot more about that after our commercial break. But I do want to say, Mac, it's funny to hear you put the way you put it. You said, well, I didn't discover AARP. AARP discovered me. Um, as many people listening know, AARP, you know, when you get close to turning 50, they find you. <laughs> In fact, there's a very funny uh, moment back uh, 20 plus years ago when uh, the hunt for bin Laden was on and uh, there was a press conference with Donald Rumsfeld, then Secretary of Defense. Um, 
he had uh, he was asked about the whereabouts of of Bin Laden, and he joked and said, "Well, he's around fifty years old. Why don't we why don't we get AARP on him and find him? He found me, <laughs> you know." And uh, I thought that was great. But um, you know, we have found so many wonderful volunteers by doing the outreach, and it's one of the purposes of us at the, at the state office, ARP North Carolina, is to build volunteer networks. Um, to in order to be able to develop programming and offer programming to people, not just ARP members, but anybody, frankly, of, of any age, to um, help them get better informed about uh, topics and decisions that they eventually may have to make in their lives with respect to aging, whether it's caregiving for aging parents, whether it's preparing their own selves for retirement, quote unquote retirement or, or you know, living the best life possible um, once they reach the age of 50. And when we return after this commercial break, Mac, I want to ask you about um, what what has really been standing out to you as some of the great experiences that have taught you something uh, through your work at AARP. You have been listening to AARP Without Limits. We will be back after this short break. Okay, we are back. This is AARP Without Limits, and we have been talking with the new AARP North Carolina State President, Helen Mack, a.k.a. Mack, about her discovery of AARP volunteerism. And I uh, want to dig into the next questions, next set of questions with you, Mack. Um, you've worked with AARP at various levels, at the local level, state level, and even nationally. You've been an educator, as you shared with us. But I also know you as a student of life. So I'm going to ask you, what stands out to you as a as a really great experience or experiences that have taught you something while volunteering with AARP? Well, um, you are right. I am a student of life. I think as we age, we become more aware of the power of reflecting on what it is that's going on around us. And one of the things I really love to do is travel. And when I travel, it's the people I meet that I want to hear their stories. And to me, Everywhere I go, there are people with amazing stories, and I want to hear them because, you know, they say that when you're talking, you're just going over what you already know. But if you're listening, you're learning something. Mm. And to me, the value of travel is the chance to meet other people and hear what they're talking about, hear what their interests are. And as a matter of fact, it's one of the things I really value and hope we'll be able to do a lot of in this upcoming year with AARP here in North Carolina is listen to the stories of the people and see what it is they're looking for to make their lives better as we age. Mm, I love the way you put that. And that's actually a great segue into the next question. This, you know, you focusing on listening and learning is so not only part of you know who you are and central to you are and 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 part of what you have learned um, as an aging adult, but um, it's really key to ARP's approach to what we call livable communities, right? Um, the idea that you know people are aging, they want to age in place, they want to have access to certain types of services, so they don't have to move out into institutional care that's outside of their communities and their their networks of support. You've been very involved in helping make communities in North Carolina more livable uh, for people of all ages and abilities. 
Uh, what really exciting work is taking place that you want to highlight, Mac? Um, and, and what do you hope to see during the next two years as you're serving as state president uh, in terms of livable communities work? Well, you're right about my caring about livable communities. And one of the things I think that's really valuable is livable communities covers eight domains that really cover everything about life. And the important piece for me in livable communities is that it depends on where you're living, what you need, and the importance of choosing for your own community what your community needs. And I think that's the power of livable communities because it's based on what that community wants to have happen for them. I'm a firm believer in decisions being made where they make the biggest impact on people. And one of the pieces that I'm really excited about is intergenerational work that happens through livable communities. The, you know, good streets and curb drops, et cetera, are all great for those of us that were aging, but it's also great for the mother with a stroller. And so we say that livable communities are from people who are eight years old or 80 years old. And that means that we want people to be together as they're experiencing what their community is. Those walkable streets, those parks that give us, that were really important during the pandemic because we realized how valuable it was to have that outdoor space. All of those things help make that intergenerational piece even more important to us. And, you know, we're really concentrating on older adults, but in the process, we're concentrating on everyone. And over the next period of time, I'm hoping there'll be even more communities than there are now who are livable communities and making direct plans to include older adults in what's important in their community. I even want to see what happens if North Carolina can manage to become an age-friendly state. And, you know, the reality is it's not only good for the, it is good for the economy. And I think that's an important part we need to think about also. So, yeah, it, when you talk to me about livable communities, I really get excited because I've seen so many wonderful things happening in big, big cities and in small cities. And I think there's so much more potential for us to have communities that are really based on what the people need. So well put there. And that intergenerational piece, I think, is so important because here, of course, in this program, ARP Without Limits, we focus on the 50 plus, right? And we focus on issues that are important uh, with dealing with respect to dealing with aging. But so many of the issues that we work on, especially in that livable community space mm -hmm. and the diff in the eight domains are truly intergenerational. And there is this one of the things we try to work on and, and, and try to navigate is um, avoiding the intergenerational conflict, right, Mac? Like the, the idea that you have, you know, the rest of the population and then you have older adults and they're somehow, uh, their, their interests are conflicting when in truth there is a tremendous amount of, um, of overlap in terms of what preferences are, especially as you get into the cities. I mean, studies have shown like urban uh, older adults basically mirror what urban... Uh, millennials uh, want right. as far as um, access to, to services. And even as you get out into the burbs and things, having, you know, the new generation of younger people coming up, people who are in college or future leaders of America, 
They don't rely on cars like the previous generations did, and they need more of the types of services that older adults are going to need as they step away from driving more. And then you have to remember that grandparenting seems to be one of the best things that happen to people. Mm. So older adults are very interested in what's happening for the rest of the ages also. So important. Um, in our last minute or so here, Mac, um, ARP has been around for more than 60 years, and many people don't realize just how important volunteers have been in making that. So for those who are listening, what can you tell them about the power of volunteerism to help make communities and lives better? You know, the founder of AARP, Ethel Percy Andrus, walked the walk and she's the one who talked about volunteering and her phrase was that to serve rather than be served. And I think that as we age, we even get more aware of the value that we get ourselves from volunteering, as well as see all of the impact it has on a, the communities we live in. I have really appreciated being out in the communities, doing workshops, um, teaching things about fraud, about brain health, about how to be a better caregiver and how to take care of yourself as a caregiver. All of those things really matter and they wouldn't happen to the extent they happen in AARP if it weren't for the volunteers. We are a powerful lot of people and we really enjoy what we're doing because we get as much from it as we give. That is so well said. And I know I've, in my working with volunteers here at ARP over the years, I've, you know, I found so many people who are finally, in some cases, for the first time doing what they really want in life. You know, they're older, they're wiser, they know their values, they want to act on their values, make an impact in their community. And they do that by volunteering, using the skill sets and experience they've, they've gained over the years to help make lives better for so many. Mac, I'm so happy that you're on board with us as a new state president for the next couple of years, and we're so happy to have had you here on ARP Without Limits to start out the new year on the right foot. Uh, so I want to thank you, Mac, for being our guest. I want to thank Jason Kong for production. I want to thank you for listening. This has been AARP Without Limits. Send us an email, limits at aarp.org. Always happy to hear from you. I'm Mike Olander of ARP North Carolina, signing off. <laughs>